When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another edition of Grecian's Gossip with a slightly depleted team today. Um, Howell's on holiday, Dave um, is elsewhere and Ollie's um, left us. He's finished his work experience and he's returned back to uni. Um, we, of course, uh, wish him all the best. Um, but fear not, as we soldier on, um, Jamie Hawkins here, joined by Daniel Clark. Hello. Uh, we've got quite a lot to, to cover actually, um, so we'll get straight to it. It's been quite a hectic week, um, obviously from deadline day and four new sign-ins. Um, we can cover them all, perhaps first Jamie Stockley, a record uh, transfer believed to be about £100,000. Um, Daniel, are you pleased to see him back? I think it's hard to say, you know, you, you wouldn't want to see him back. I mean, when he came on loan, was it... Uh, two seasons ago, he was at 10 goals in 20 games, something like that, which is, you know, extrapolate that over the course of the season, there's your 20 goal striker that you're, you're looking for, and particularly having lost the, the goals of David Wheeler, the goals of Ollie Watkins from, from last season, um, next they need, they need those goals, they need someone, you know, to, you know, to try and get them those points to get back into the, the promotion picture, which they currently are, and then, They've been winning games 1-0 quite a lot this season, but you'd have to think at some stage this season perhaps you're going to need the second goal in games. And Jaden Stockley had a bit of a mixed time up in Scotland, but you know when he did play last time, he looked he looked like a pretty good player. You know he scored the goals, he held the ball out well, he was a physical presence up front, and he was sort of you know he's not going to be a a light-for-light light replacement for, for David Wheeler, who obviously has gone off to QPR, but you can play a similar kind of role out maybe as a wide wide striker on the right-hand side, being that aerial presence. And yeah, I suppose once he's once he's up to full fitness, once he's you know back to his, his best, you you'd think he should be getting 10, 15 goals over the course of the season. And you know, particularly with the money coming in, it's hard to. You know, to have any sort of bad words to say about the signing, really. I mean, don't mm. know what you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I spoke to him last week. He's a very nice guy, first of all. Um, he said he doesn't feel any pressure um, with the fee, I guess. You know, he's perhaps used to it now. I think it's 23 and it's his 10th club, so he's hoping to, to settle down. You know, he played down, I asked him, um, or Ollie asked him rather, about any, you know, comparison to William and completely played that down. But you can see the similarities. He's a big guy, you know, he can play you know, the ball long term, but he's also got, you know, quite a bit of pace as well. Um, it's just going to be interesting how he fits in at the moment because, you know, you look recently with Reed and McAlinden, we had Wheeler up there and Lee Holmes back now. Um, and we'll get on to Saturday's performance shortly, but. You know, it'd be a bit harsh to to break them up at the moment. Um, I guess the one that you would drop would be Maca Linden. Perhaps you know he's he's done well so far. Perhaps hasn't scored you know an, as many goals as he would have liked. But you think if he's going to come in for someone, it would 
be him, but it's, it's going to be quite harsh. How do you think he'll fit in? You feel that he's a, look, I mean, he's a record signing, you, you know, a club of Exeter standing. It's very difficult to, to you know, spend £100,000 on a player and mm. then not, <laughs> then not pick him. I mean, we're sort of looking, I and mean, Portesdale's got, got a lot of options, actually, in, the, in those attacking areas. You sort of feel perhaps he could play, you know, wide out on, on the right-hand side as the front three with, say, Reed and either Holmes or McAlinden then, but... Then that sort of you know you're looking at you know where does Marcus Edwards fit into into things for instance you know he looks a a very talented you know winger trip you know look, apparently played really well at at Dagenham on Tuesday night in his you know in the under twenty three cup and he's another option you've got there you've got I mean Jack Sparks has you know looked promising whenever we've seen him play as well out on the, you know Jake Taylor's played a bit out on the right hand side um. You've got Ryan Harley to come back to fitness, you know, soon as well. So we've got a lot of attacking options. Mm. I mean, you'd you'd think Stockley starts once fit, you know, may probably up, possibly up alongside Ruben Reed, and then you know, a midfield of well, quite a lot of a lot of options in there with Boateng to to come in as well. So it's you know, it's going to be some you know maybe some tricky decisions that Paul Tisdale's going to. Mm. Going to have to make, but it's it's you know it's a good decision that you've got so many of these players that actually you look at and go, what if they started? That's not a problem, and so on. And it's sort of it's almost building a squad for League One rather than League Two because you look at the squad, you look at the signings, and you go, well, if if City got promoted this season, would you need to replace them? And the answer to most of those questions is actually no. You know, you'd be happy with Stockley in League One. You'd be happy with Boateng. You're happy with Dean Moxie. You know, in that division, and that makes you sort of think, gives you a bit of confidence that mm. this is a club that you know they're going places. You know, they're going up the divisions, and whatever they're doing, it's working at the moment. And you know, at the start of the season, they might may finally get a Portisdale that elusive manager of the month. Award, which obviously he's been been nominated for. Yeah, sure, and we'll, we'll mention that in a second. Um, let's just mention the other transfers you mentioned: yes. Boateng, Haram Boateng. Um, who of course, joins on a permanent deal from Crystal Palace. He played in uh, Tuesday's Under Twenty Three Cup win at Dagenham, and of course, Haram, uh, Kane Wilson and Carl Edwards, both on loan from from West Brom. Um, it's quite an interesting link up there, but um, we found out in Paul Tisdale confirmed that it was through Matt Oakley's um, connection with the West Brom uh, development coach, I believe, um, that we managed to sign those players. So it's quite a hectic transfer deadline day, but I guess it shows, you know, Tisdale's intent of strengthening the squad. You know, we've seen over the years when we lose a key, a key player and that's it, you know, when we have to go back into the, the youth academy to, to find the next you know, Ollie Watkins or Tom Nichols that we've seen in previous years, but he's not hanging around, I guess, with the money from Watkins and Wheeler and previous Wembley money as well, that would have helped strengthen his side. And, um, you know, this perhaps Kane Wilson, the right-back, 17-year-old, a lot of positive things said about him, but how much game time is he going to get with Pierce well, Sweeney making a strong start? You kind of feel that, you know, Wilson was on the bench for West Brom for the first couple of Premier League games mm. this season. So, you know, that, you know, Tony Pulis, 
he's not normally one for, for throwing youngsters in, in and around the squad you know, at all. So, so you know, to have confidence that you know, a 17-year-old on the bench shows perhaps he, what he thinks of him. He, he must rate him highly. Uh, he's, you know, he looks good for England in the, in the youth team systems. You feel, you know, you know as good a start as Sweeney's made to these the season, perhaps. You know, Wilson has all come in at right back, you know, maybe not every game, but, you know, a lot of the games. And you, so the other thing, you sort of, you feel that if, you know, if you are West Brom, you're not going to loan him out to a club unless you're pretty confident that you're going to play him, particularly if he's been in and around the first team squad. So I suspect that gives an indication that, you know, we, we're likely to see, see him involved. I mean, Pissarine is actually a pretty good at starts the season, perhaps a little bit better than we may have anticipated. So, you know, there were times last season at right back, he was struggling, particularly those diagonal balls over the top and the, the winger cutting in on him. You know, quite a few times he got caught out on the angle, but this that hasn't really been the case this season. And alongside you know, Troy Brown, Jordan Moore Taylor, Craig Woodman, Christy Pym, he actually looked a pretty formidable defence. I mean, you know, they've won these three home games 1-0 and they haven't really ever looked like conceding too much in any of them, which is a is a good thing, really. You know, the defence is solid, and it's meaning that you know, the loss of you know, the 40, 50 odd goals from the club in Watkins and Wheeler, you know, they're replacing them, you know, not necessarily by by scoring goals, but will will concede one less goal a game every game, and that's what at this stage is put the Grecians top of the table. Mm. Uh, we mentioned Hiram Boateng, who played in that uh, Premier League Under-23 Cup uh, win on Tuesday night, and um, Dave caught up with him after the game, and here's what he had to say. What were your thoughts on the game? Um, yeah, I think I think we took a bit we took a bit of time to get into the game, but I think once we got a foothold in the game, um, the boys done quite well, considering it was a young team, and... Um, yeah, quite a few of us. Quite a few of us hadn't played in the team as well, so I think come second half we've done a lot better. And three players making their their first start uh, starts for City out out there, and they they all played well, didn't they? Yeah, um, I think we see the the lads that have joined joined the squad done well, gave a good account of themselves, um, and yeah, it's just good that we were able to get some minutes in. And ninety minutes for you? How do you find out of there? Um, yeah, I was still getting up to speed, like being out, obviously been a bit behind but um I feel good I feel I feel like I'm ready to play and I'm ready obviously when for when I am selected and uh, is that sort of the key for you at the moment to get those minutes under your belt and, and sort of find your, your sort of way back into sort of uh, first team football in a way um yeah because you could say so the main the main thing for me is just just um the team doing well and hopefully the team can continue on the run that, that um, they've started since before I came um and obviously, if I can add to that, and when I can add to that, I'll be very happy to do so. And do you obviously sign on Thursday? How are you finding it, City, at the moment? Settling in well? Um, yeah, I am. I think it's been good because I've had a few familiar faces, so um, it's helped me settle in um, quite easily. So, yeah, I'm just finding my feet a bit in Exeter, but I think I'll be fully settled in before no time. And uh, Forest Green on Saturday, obviously City top of the league at the moment, I guess just looking to, to keep the good form going. Um, definitely, definitely. We know it will be another tough side. Um, every game in this league seems to be a tough game, so obviously we'll we'll go there, pre- we'll, we'll go prepared for the game, and hopefully we can get a good result there. Okay, you're on. 
Okay, moving on now, let's have a quick look back on Saturday's match. Um, another home win, another 1-0 win. Keeps the unbeaten re record going, uh, top of the league um, against Newport. And I thought, you know, it was a, a decent game. I thought Newport, you know, they, they looked a decent side. Um, showed so much, you know, promise compared to last season. Uh, they had their chances, um, but... For me, Daniel, again, City showed that didn't, without playing their best, they could still grind out results. Yeah, I mean, the sort of first 30, 35 minutes or so, it was it was all one-way traffic, really, and that traffic was towards Christy Pym's goal. I mean, Newport, they looked the more frightening side, but other than I think, Troy Brown heading one off heading one off the line, um, he's um, had a decent couple of chances... You know, which were shots that ended up straight at Christy Pym rather than actually testing him and you know, for all the pressure that Newport create you know, had in that early engage, they didn't really have that one big chance and then you know, came into the game you know, with a you know, sort of gradually you know, sort of you know, turn turn the wheels a little bit and eventually got the goal through Lee Holmes, you know, it's a great goal. You know, what lo lovely way he cuts inside the defenders and curls it into the far corner. Given how the game went, I mean, very surprised that the referee didn't blow up for a, a foul by Ruben Reed in, in the build-up to it. So every mm. every other you know, touch or push from anyone during the game was a free kick, but possibly the most blatant of the lot. Mm. The he lets go, which is you know Newport will feel a bit harsh, hard done by by that. But I think on the balance of play, just in the end. Exeter probably would have edged it on points if it was a boxing match, hmm. so to speak, and you know, it means they stay top. You know, still unbeaten. You know, three wins out of three at home, and it's continuing the sort of a, a remarkable home record. I mean, last season hmm. we spoke so often about you know it's a home game coming up, so you know that's bad news. You know, hmm. the home form was pretty poor, but this season, you know, I think I think there's a stat going that Exeter have won the most home games of anyone in the Football League in 2017, which, you know, considering that it took them until the end of December last year to win the first home game, is, is a remarkable statistic, really, and just shows how, you know, things are turning around at the club in, in a very, very positive way. Such a crazy um, stat, really, because, you know, I always remember the first, in the early years of Tisdale's reign, it was always the way around of a strong home record, poor way record, I think, of you know, seventy home games, only lost nine or something like that, and then it changed the other way, not winning at all at home. You know, people said it was a psychological thing, shooting towards the big bank in the first half on purpose, um, and now it's just completely turned around. And as a result, um, Tisdale has been nominated for Manager of the Month for the eleventh time. A stunning record, really, to which he's never won the accolade. And I guess, in a way, on one hand, it's like surely he deserves it this is the time now top of the league it's a no-brainer but on the other hand perhaps will it you know this traditional curse follow it um i you can't you'd be you know it would be very very difficult would you feel for anyone other than paul tisdale you know to be nominated to win the manager of the month award i mean the club at the top of the table they're unbeaten and you sort of look at you know it's not like there's you know anyone else who's had a an outstanding you know start or a position. You look at the 
they've only got 11 fit players and they're third in the league or anything like that. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it really should be Paul Tisdale's to win, and you know it, it will be well deserved. You know they coped from see last season you know, they lost in the playoff final. There's often a bit of a hangover, mm. particularly when you've lost two or three of your best players as well. But you know, despite not having a fully fit squad, you, you know, you know there's still the likes of Dean Mox who we haven't seen kick a ball. Ryan Harley's only played 20 minutes on the opening day. I mean, there's others who are who have missed games as well. That you know, to put all that behind them and still go on and you know, win four of the first five games, you know, it will be a well-deserved you know, triumph if and when he he should pick that up. You mm. know, obviously there's this this manager of the month curse thing that always seems to to go around I'm not sure it's as much as a as a as a thing as people like make like to believe you know but we'll have, we'll have to see I mean you know the next two yeah, two games it's trips to Forest Green and, and Barnet you know two trips that you you fancy coming away with you know at least one win out of those two I'll speak we'll speak about those games mm. coming up soon but you know I think Paul Tisdale you know should and will win the manager of the month for now I assume you agree on that one. Well, absolutely. I think you know whoever picks the the accolades just has to look at the the league two table. Really, top of the league, unbeaten, not many goals conceded. Um, I know quite a few people have been saying, "Oh, maybe it'll be." Um, I can't remember his name on the top of my head, but the Newport manager, just because I think they won in the the League Cup as well, which obviously shouldn't be taken into consideration, but. You know the turnaround that he's um, achieved from last season, saving them from relegation. But you know you got to look. The manager month for August. It should be focused on the league games that were played in August, and the table doesn't lie. Exeter City are unbeaten. I think they're the only team unbeaten uh, now. There's one other team. Oh, okay. We were unbeaten as well, but they've drawn. Might be Stevenish that they've drawn mm. three of their games. So right, we'll look at the most wins. Um, so yeah, it's surely a no-brainer. But we've said that perhaps ten other occasions, and it's it's not come through. Little, perhaps a little surprised that there were no City players nominated for Player of the Month. Troy Brown, maybe he's been outstanding. Yeah, he's hasn't been he? really he's been really good at the back. But I suppose when you look at it, you know, early in the season, you, you often I guess you look at who scored the goals, who's been. Mm. The star man, and you know, for us, it's been more of a team performance really than anything. There's not been, I mean, Troy Brown and Jordan Mortel have been been brilliant at the back, but centre backs are they're unfashionable normally in terms of individual awards ceremonies. And he, he's, you know, you'd say if they were nominated, you go, well, yeah, I think they deserve it. But you know, if you're having to to point at the one extra man who's sort of been the star player at this time. You know, it's hard to, you know, so I say everyone's everyone's really contributed in you know, pretty much all the games. Really, I mean, it seems to be a different man of the match given each week. But you know, particularly, but I guess particularly if Troy Brown does keep this form up, keep the extra, keep keeping clean sheets. You'd think, you know, for September he'd be he'd be a candidate to win that one. I guess. Mm. Yep, yeah, and um, well, Dave's uh, caught up with Paul Tesdale recently. Uh, let's find out what he had to say. Points must be very pleased. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's uh, it's a nice scoreline, one 0 I asked the players 
to be strong defensively, and I think we, we were today. Um, Newport played extremely well, I have to say. They, um, they played some really good football, had the best attacking play, but uh, I think we defended really well and sort of had that sort of confidence about it that we could, at some point, take our chance when it came, and uh, Lee Holmes did that. Because yeah, there was a, a header off the line from Troy Brown in the first half, and both him and Jordan uh, won many headers uh, at the back as well, didn't they? It was a strong from, from their central defenders. Yeah, I got a feeling they headed one off the line only a moment before Troy did. I think unless my my my, my top memory is hazy, I think we had a, they headed one off the line. But it was so later we headed one off the line. I mean, it, there's no point um, dressing it up different. They had the most attacking play first half, and they they they, they, they proved quite adaptable you know um, played different shapes and systems in their first few games and they're no mean team and uh, they, they, they they took it to us in the first half but we defended really really well and if we're going to be a, uh, a candidate for you know, a successful team this year we have to have all aspects of our game and which, which is what pleases me today really that we had that resilience and strength and speed to the ball which Yes, they had shots, but we didn't really. They didn't get in on the goal very often, and uh, there's 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 a real um, uh, you know positive nature to that type of uh, element to our game. You picked out um, Lloyd James and, and Tilly as a, a good partnership in, in central midfield last week, and, and again they covered a lot of ground today, didn't they? Yeah, I mean they, they're they're playing as a two, and there'll be times when they're they're left a little bit isolated and. Um, you know, they, 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 they really did a good job today reducing the, any vulnerability we had through there allowing us to play the two strikers and um, yeah, they're both doing really really well they're, they're, their jobs are simple at the moment they're, they're competing in there and they're, they're asked to be mobile about the pitch and both are doing that and it's given us the opportunity to play people like Lee Holmes and, you know, in, in wide areas and, uh, um, and he showed us what he can do when he's cut in the school. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great goal from Lee and, and some good work in the, in the build-up from Ruben as just putting the defender under pressure as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I think Newport were, were appealing for a foul, but it, it did. It looked like it would have been a soft foul if, he, if it had been given. I mean, Ruben got into quite a few good positions. I think it was him who set up uh, Jordan Tilson for his his uh, sort of counter-attack chance. So Ruben had a very good game again today, just in terms of his presence and his. His, his thrust in terms of those attacking areas, and uh, all things are okay. I mean, we're you know it's a little bit early to start carried away, but it's a good strong start, and it's the sort of start you want after the disappointment of May the 28th. And you know the the, the focus of the team is is to, is to ride back for training and prepare for the season with a real robust mentality, and that's I think it bodes well. And um, two of the new signings that had to be content with a, a place on the on the bench today, but they, they came on late on as well. Yeah, I mean, I, it was a good opportunity to put them. I mean, Jaden and Graham have, have both been you know, lacking in, in, in first team football in the last month. Um, so it was nice to give them ten minutes of them, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a charity. You know, it was, they, they both suited what I was asking for that last um, that last spell in the game. They they're entitled to do put more players in the box. They crossed it. We, you got a choice. You either you either stop it high up the pitch, or you defend the box. And you know, it was one like Jordan Tilson able to step into that zone in front of the back four and go for everything. I took that option, and it meant 
Jane had a run around really for 10 minutes to the end and the Ram came on and uh, you know, probably shot to his system really sort of second win straight away <laughs> it was uh, but he, he was nice to have him out there and I'm, I'm really positive about the uh, the contribution they'll have for us over the season to come Thank you Paul You touched okay. on it there Paul to, to show the character that you've shown at the start of this season having obviously lost the playoff last year I mean best testament to what you've got in this in this camp. Yeah, we built a really, really good team last year, a really good team in all aspects, and it's it's very tempting as a manager to try to improve on that and take what you've got and dare I say it, become a little bit clever. Um, probably a little bit of experience in the past, so my my starting point was was not to do that, was to build a team again through through you know, hard work and uh, physical robust element to our game and uh, you know you uh, I wanted just to make sure that we gave ourselves a good foundation for the season so our nature the nature of our play has kind of been symptomatic of that and it's got us results you know I'm, I'm delighted with the wins we've got it's not just about being you know in a good position now it's about where we finished after 46 games but it's a nice place to start and the home form it's builds the atmosphere doesn't it you know you start off well at home it can't harm it can't harm and it was a it was uh, I mean, you know, Newport had their chances, so look, I'm not going to get carried away. Uh, we, we've played, we've played well and lost at home before, and I had a run of losing. It. I, I'm not. Uh, this is not. It's not set in stone for the season. We've got a lot of work to do. It's nice. Three one nil wins. Nice. Yeah, it's nice great, start. Isn't it? It's symptomatic of how the team's thinking. And there's, no, there's no. There's no shame in that. There's, there's a great vibe around the whole club, though, isn't it? It's, you know, yeah, the healthy, healthy. Role, the team of redevelopment, the pregnant transfer record. Yeah. It's a very positive place to be like. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I'm very proud of it. And it's 30 days, but we have you know we have a committed focused team and that's in itself. Forget all the football, forget the, 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 the details of how we play, but the most important thing is you can see in the players' performances they are they are at it and committed and that's really all I can do as a manager is get them to get back into that frame of mind very early. And I think we've shown that in abundance. Just last year, a touch of class from Lee, wasn't it? Cutting in like that and yeah, in the bottom corner. Lovely finish, yeah. I, I thought in a second, really. I mean, I, I, we, 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 we appealed for a handball, whether we hit him on the arm or not. But, um, it's hard to see from here. I mean, I'm sure you had some appeals. We were appealing as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if, it, if, if it hit him on the chest, then it's not. It's not Sometimes it hits him on the arm, it's going in, regardless of whether he meant it or not, the ball's on the goal line, so it's a penalty, whether he meant it or not. I don't see how that's a, that's, um, a debate, but we are. We, we, you know, we won in the end, so I've got no, I've got no issues with anything today. Okay, and um, just to round it off, uh, we'll have a little preview of uh, the games coming up. Two games, of course, Forest Green away on Saturday, followed by another away trip to Barnet the following Tuesday. Uh, let's start with the Forest Green trip. Um, of course, the promoted side, first time in the Football League. Um, we'll try and keep uh, vegan puns to a minimum because I think most people are fed up with it, or I am anyway. Um, yeah, promoted side, of course, but they've struggled slightly under Mark Cooper. Well, they've not. They've not made the start that they would. They would have hoped for really, and in particular, they just. It's the number of goals that they're conceding. They seem to be conceding too many goals for their liking and that's what's letting them down really they're struggling they've not sc- you know they've not scored the goals they want either and it's they've you know they haven't really you know got in you know, 
picked off the season in the in the way they wanted to. And you know, you're looking at the record of Exeter this season, the record of Forest Green so far. You'd probably put you know put down Exeter as favourites to win that one, and particularly given that you know Exeter have got these four new signings, you know. Didn't really fe- haven't really featured in any of the games. I mean, you know, Stockley and Boateng came off the bench for the last five minutes against Newport, but that's four additions to bring into the squad if you want. You know, players coming back from injury, and it's a really real chance to you know just keep this form going and stretch a lead at the top of the table. I mean, you'd, you'd think going to Forest Green, you know, it's one of the more local trips away again this season, so it should be a Plenty of city fans making the the short trip up the M5 to the ground, and you know, as we saw against Cheltenham, even if you went you go two 0 down early on, they had the strength for character, you know, to fight back to recover from that and still come away with a with a three points. So you know you'd be looking looking at the form sheets, looking at the way City are playing, looking at the start Forest Green have made. You you'd almost feel. This is another game that they should go out and try and you know and get the win and you know, keep that lead at the top of the table. Yeah, and um, for me, I think you know if you want to be challenging, you've got to be looking at teams like Forest Green. No disrespect, but you've got to be looking at beating those really, um, especially you know the form they're in. Um, as you said, it's a fairly local game. Another one, another away local game. Um, I think City have sold out the allocation, so expecting about eight hundred. I understand. City fans to be making the trip, um, so it should be a, you know, you've got to be looking at another win, I think. And um, as we look ahead on to Tuesday with Barnet, um, you know, I went to Barnet away last season. It was a great away day, four-one win. But they've made, you know, a steady start. Just looking at their their results, and, you know, four-one win at, at Swindon on on Saturday, a team that you know you think would be up there. And at they're the doing that John Akinde as well. Exactly. That's not featured at all this season and I mean there was a bit of a running joke last season that you know you'd see Barnett would have scored a goal and go well that's John McKinney he's got that (laughs) one but they've made a decent start this season without their star man and you know you kind of look at them and you think they're probably not going to be in and around the playoffs at the end of the season but you know also there's no danger of them being in a relegation fight so there'll be a sort of you know you feel solid mid-table you know, position for them, and it's the kind of you know game that again it's winnable. You, you know, City have won there in the past on a few occasions. They've got they'll have particularly if they've won at Forest Green as well. They'll have even more momentum going with them. And then you'd probably look at it and you'd say, off these two trips, you'd like you know a minimum of three points. You know, ideally four, but you know, or six if you can. But as long as you win, you know, if City win one of those two games, you feel there's they're, almost, they're likely to still be top of the table. They'll definitely still be in the top three in that automatic promotion spot. And you know, the longer you can stay up there, the more of a gap you can build to the you know above the sides uh, below you. Sort of we said in the past, you know, sides can can fall away at the end of the season, but they you know they stumble over the line because of the points they gained earlier in the season when teams are still trying to sort themselves out. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you know, City can come through these next two or three games still unbeaten, still top of the table. You you know you can sort of start to to really you know look okay. Well, let's not let's not have seventh as a minimum target. Let's change that target to third, 
mm. and avoid the lottery of the playoffs, which, I mean, as you can, we saw from last season, you know, the you know, 48 games of the whole long season comes down to a 90-minute shootout and where City weren't at their best. Mm. I think it's going to be a, a really tough test, you know, back-to-back away games, one midweek as well, a fairly, you know, sizable journey at Barnet on Tuesday night. So, you know, perhaps a, a four points would be a, a good return, um, but, you know, two wins would really put, you know, send the, the signals out there that, you know, listen, we're not only here to make the playoffs, we're here to challenge to keep that unbeaten run going. So it's going to be a, another fascinating and intriguing week for, for everyone at the club. be interesting to see, you know, who comes into the side. Um, you know, with all players, I think, available um, for selection. I know uh, Kane Wilson just come back from England duty with the uh, under-18s. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if any of the new players, you know, get a start in place. And obviously you've got the youngsters like Jack Sparks featuring. Um, so it's going to be an interesting few days once again um but thanks for listening and um we'll catch up again i'm sure next week